0: Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce, and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. A big thanks to our sponsor, Ahoy, the perfect way to recover and boost your WooCommerce online store's revenue. Their automated marketing message lets you easily create and fine-tune your message box for increased conversions. A combination of giving you more control over card abandonment, instant upsells, and targeted cross-sells is any e-commerce site owner's dream come true. I'll be sharing a bit more about Ahoy later in the show. Till then, you can get an exclusive 20% off by going to useahoy.com dot com forward slash bob and use the code bobwp and now on to the show
1: and welcome back to another episode of do the woo episode number 31 i am your co-host brad williams joined by my esteemed podcasting colleague mr bob wp bob how's it going Doing good. Good. I think I'm finally coming down off
0: all the WordCamp. Well, I shouldn't say all, but I had two weekends in a row and that's that's a lot for me. So I think I finally caught up. I
1: don't know how you did it.
0: I, yeah.
1: uh, WordCamp US is almost too much on its own <laughs> <than> to, <laughs> yeah. to go to another WordCamp, especially like a, the one in Seattle, which is a pretty good size, is the weekend after. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only went to one day at WordCamp US and I was exhausted, so. Yeah. We we
0: also had a I I was in charge of a podcasting corner at WordCamp Seattle. So we allowed people to try podcasting for the very first time and I recorded eleven podcasts um in two days and it was it was fun. It was it was a good time, but I was tired. I was ready to escape the world of WordCamp for a while.
1: Did you say eleven podcasts in two days? yeah. Yeah, I think I would retire after that.
0: Yeah, I, I, it was it was close. I would be done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we got you back. You sounding good. So, uh, uh, let's get on to number twelve. <laughs> but,
0: yeah,
1: I'm <laughs> um, very excited. We have a great guest this week, Kathy Darling. Uh, Kathy, what? So, what are you doing with uh, commerce? And tell everybody uh, what's new with you.
2: Well, hello uh, everybody, and uh, you know, thank you for having me on your podcast. It, I am. I guess the author of about three uh, premium WooCommerce extensions. Uh, I'll go in order of like most popular, most popular to least popular. So I have the name your price plugin, which allows a customer to enter the price they want to pay for a product. The mix and match products plugin, which lets the customer uh, like configure a box, for example, like a, you know, a crate of wine with, the types of bottles of wine that they want in it. And then uh, the little tiny, like one weekend plugin that I really kind of like because it took just the one weekend to write in the first place uh, called free gift coupons, which lets um, you know, a customer enter a coupon and instead of just like a discount, they get a, a free product added to their cart. So those are kind of my, my three at the moment and they've been my same three for quite a while now. So
1: and these are all premium paid WooCommerce extensions, is that correct? Or are they That is correct. Paid? They're
2: all uh, available at woocommerce.com.
1: Oh, very cool. So they're on WooCommerce as well. Uh, I love the I love the idea of the Name Your Price one. When I re- I didn't realize before that you were the author behind that, but that's definitely just the idea of the Name Your Price and I know it's been a number of years now, but I feel like there's been a couple um, of pushes like especially in the music industry I've seen where Um, very well-known artists will just drop an album out of nowhere and be like, yeah, just pay us what you want. I think I remember Radiohead had one, maybe one of the first ones. And I was like, that is the coolest idea ever. Like pay us what you feel like it's worth. Maybe you only have a dollar, maybe you have 20 bucks. But I'm curious, like how, you know, from your users um, and the people using that plugin, like what kind of interesting things have you seen with it? Like, is it pretty successful? Are they still making money or is everybody giving them like a penny
2: <laughs> you know i wish i had more of an interaction with the people who actually are using the plugin i i do handle all of the support for it so i usually hear from people when it's not working well
0: but I, <laughs> right.
2: I i don't necessarily hear from them when they're when it's when it is doing you know well but um i i i certainly hope they're doing great with it i've seen a lot more people using it in a nonprofit donations context than i ever uh, planned for, but I'm, I mean, I'm seeing a lot more people using it than I ever planned for. It, it kind of was born out of one former client asking me, hey, can you do this? And me not actually knowing how to do it saying, sure. Um, <laughs> Which is then, always the right
1: answer, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so exactly. <laughs>
2: you know, it, it was it was somebody who wanted to sell his, his books and his writings for, yeah, exactly whatever someone was able to pay. And he wasn't necessarily concerned with how much profit he was going to make off of it mm-hmm. uh, so that was not really great market research in terms of uh, you know it was very limited market research. It was just the one guy and me kind of saying, "Well let me, let me see if I can do this um, but I'm, I'm judging by like the number of people who keep buying it every month that it must be it must be working for somebody mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I think it's just a neat idea, right? And I think it can, like you said, if it, maybe you have a product, whatever that might be, and you're not sure what people would pay, or if there ev- is even a value to it, put it out there for the users and see. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it will... I don't think it means it's an automatic everyone's going to give the minimum or nothing, right, if, if free is an option, but... I think it could be very interesting, Bob. Maybe we should put that up on this show. Like, hey, pay what you want for this episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's an idea. You know, I wish I'd I'd looked. It seemed like a while back. I've read a couple things on that the uh, how the results of that or a little bit of study behind it. And I think probably one. It depends on you know what you're selling, the success of it. But as I recall, there were quite a few instances where they said that people would normally pay more than what you anticipated them to pay, or maybe what you even thought as a value, just because I don't know if, and I don't know what the psychology is behind that. If they just think, Oh my God, you know, if they're not the type that think, Oh, I just want something for almost nothing they're thinking, I want to make sure and pay what this, you know, what this brings to the table. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be an interesting thing to check into more. Just, that whole, uh, what people are thinking when they actually get to that, because I've, I think I've been on a few sites that have done that. And sometimes I am that way. I'm thinking, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to rip this person off just because they're giving me this opportunities. (laughs) So personally, I think I probably would end up paying, as much or more than they might anticipate. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. You're so generous, Bob. Yeah, I (laughs) I don't know.
2: (laughs) My my personal experience with actually doing something in that model isn't um, e-commerce based at all. It was, you know, washing cars for my summer sports team, like when I was a kid. And we actually did see a difference between charging like one year, $5 for our, you know, a fixed price for our... Our car wash versus saying hey you know give us whatever you want for this car wash it really probably does depend on the product um the more uh, lined up with some sort of like charitable cause it is i would say you know the more people will be inclined to maybe be a little bit more generous um, but you are probably always going to see a couple people who really do want it for whatever the minimum acceptable sure. price yeah price is and, and i guess yeah i'm i'm super curious to know and i probably just need to get more in touch with the the people who are actually using my product
0: I, and i'm trying to recall because i did write a post on this and if i could remember all these um different extensions i've written posts on do you do you give the option to put in a minimum amount so to yes you know,
2: there is there's a there's been a minimum Uh, price limit since uh, version 1.0. So there's always been an option to say, like, look, I cannot sell this t-shirt for less than $9. Um, And I've since given the option, because people kept asking for it, um, the option to hide that, which I don't know where I personally feel on it, but I had enough people request that feature that I, I eventually added it so that you don't necessarily... The default is that you go to a website and it says, "Okay, this T-shirt is minimum nine dollars, but pay what you want." Um, but you can customize it so that the the website does not say, um, "Hey, the minimum is nine dollars." And it, I think the I think the goal there for people is to try to encourage you to maybe put a little bit more than like nine zero one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could see this as a good use case for uh, WordPress plugins as well, right? Because a lot of people have plugins. Many of those plugins are on WordPress.org for free. Um, many of those plugins have a premium version, or maybe they're not on.org. They only have a premium. But I think one of the challenges, if if your plugin's freely available on WordPress.org, there is the ability to donate, um, but it's it's like an afterthought, right? It doesn't. It's not part of the process of like downloading the plugin. So I think it's, I mean, our, our most popular plugins, custom post type UI, it has over 5 million downloads, 700,000 active installs. And I bet, you know, we've received maybe a hundred dollars in donations over the life of it, maybe, um, probably less than a hundred dollars. So it's like an afterthought, like people just don't do it. Whereas if I had this, that plugin freely available, not on WordPress that freely available on my site, but they had to go through the process of add it to the cart, pick what you want to pay, even if it's free check out, and then you'll get the download, I would bet that, you know, people would start paying some money for it. Most people, maybe not a lot, maybe a dollar, $2 versus going back and donating after they've already downloaded and installed it, you know? So I think it's maybe even a different approach than people could think versus a donation. Like you mentioned, donating to nonprofits and stuff. Maybe it's even um, a different approach to like, you know, supporting plugins and plugin authors.
2: I mean, I I like that idea because I, could say i have the exact same experience with my wordpress.org you know freely available plugins you know they they just don't bring in a ton of donations Mm -hmm. and you know that's not why i built those and that's not why they're there but it sure helps um you know the the ongoing development for those things Uh, i i have to say to people when they when they encounter an issue like look this is not under what i call super active development it's I try to fix things when I can, but like it can't be a priority because these plugins aren't making my, these aren't the source of my income.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, um, you know, being a a premium author of WooCommerce plugins and, and obviously the landscape around development and WordPress and just the web in general is evolving and changing and everything is very JavaScript focused. Um, Or at least JavaScript's got the forefront of how we're thinking about things. And, Nothing more apparent than Gutenberg. Um, I'm curious: Are you currently supporting uh, Gutenberg with any of the the extensions you do? Is it something that you've you know had to rework to do dual support with the Classic Editor? Does it not affect your the plugins that you're doing at all right now? Um, I'm just curious, like your your thoughts behind that that shift we've seen in the last couple of years and how that impacts your business.
2: Well, I've seen the shift, and I feel very behind. Um, you know, I've gotten that message about learning JavaScript deeply and I am finally taking like putting myself through a little bit of a course to sort of learn some, some things. It has not affected any of my WooCommerce plugins yet. I, you know, I think a lot's going to depend on how WooCommerce itself goes um, because all three of the plugins are completely reliant on what WooCommerce is doing at its core. So for example, like if WooCommerce switches its product editor over to the Gutenberg, um, you know, content editor, I'm going to need some block uh, compatibility very quickly. Um, I have a I have a .org plugin, you know, free one that lists uh, users in a directory for your site, and it's a short code, so it's like the perfect candidate to do it. But kind of circling back with to what you were saying, like it it can't be you know, prioritized for me right now, especially right. as a single person shop. Um, a single person shop who's probably at best like a part-time developer. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm knowingly making the commitment to teaching myself some of it now and, and kind of seeing where that takes me. Cause even with name Your price, I was thinking, Oh man, I, this actually has just this morning. I was thinking this has potential to maybe be a block and maybe that could be useful to people. Cause I do have people Asking like, hey, how can I put um, just the price input somewhere else, somewhere outside of the the product page itself? So,
1: yeah, I think um, I think you're in a similar situation with, as a lot of people um, in in this instance because there's many very successful and very cool extensions and plugins and WordPress and WooCommerce that are that are one person and they're doing it. Um, so am at a premium nature, but very few are doing it and, and making full time, you know, money through it, you know, so it's something to do on the side. And yes, there's money coming in It help supplement and, and offset some of the cost of maintaining it. But generally is it covering the full cost? You're right. So it's, uh, it's this balance of trying to keep these supported, keep them interesting. Um, you know, work with, do technologies like Gutenberg, um, but also still, you know, make it fit within your business and, and how you work and, You know, I've seen Yoast uh, or someone on the Yoast team recently talking about a big challenge they have now is obviously their plugin is used by you know millions of sites, tens of millions probably, and now they and they support you know fully support Gutenberg, but now they essentially have two code bases. They have the Gutenberg you know section or code base, and then they have the classic editor that they are going to have to support both for how many years? You know, at least a few more years, if not longer. So the overhead with that is tough when you're not a you know, a company full of a number of developers dedicated to supporting the products. And I think that's a challenge that many developers, plugin developers freely, or even premium are, are, are realizing and facing today.
2: Oh, I, for sure. I, I hadn't even thought about that. So thanks for putting that one in my brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I trying to I, freak you out or anything, but this <laughs> is... <laughs> Uh, You know, I know I need to learn it because I know that that's the direction WordPress itself is going in. But yeah, that's going to be a big problem for me, Uh, you know, like I said, as a kind of part-time developer uh, by myself that, yeah, it's not going to be possible to kind of maintain two code bases. So,
1: yeah, speaking yeah. with uh, De- Darren on our last episode, Bob. You know, we talked about obviously there is a focus for Gutenberg within WooCommerce, and they have a number of blocks they've that have already released within the block the WooCommerce blocks plugin, and a number of really interesting blocks. You know, early stages, but on the horizon, um, things like you know adjusting the checkout process and, and the shopping cart and, uh, even the, the grid of products all through Gutenberg blocks. It's clear that that's a major focus for WooCommerce as well. So, um, and I don't think in my opinion, I don't think, you know, going one way or the other is, is the right or wrong answer, right? Like I don't think everything needs to be in Gutenberg and I don't think, you know, I don't think it's bad to, to have things that just work the classic way for right now anyways, I'm sure my opinion will change in the next year or two, but, You know, so I don't feel like you're, like I said, I think you're in a similar spot with a lot of people where everyone's feeling a bit behind, but I don't think they necessarily need to feel that way because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be where if it's not Gutenberg, it's trash, you know, and I definitely don't want that to be the the mentality that people are starting to have out there. Not saying we have it, but just the general consumer, like, hey, if it's not Gutenberg or integrated Gutenberg, it's not a good product because I don't think that's true, you know, so
2: uh, no, for work. sure. I I saw the I saw the, I hang out in the WooCommerce Slack uh, community channel quite a bit, and I saw someone ask like, when is the product editor going to be you know Gutenberg based? And my answer was kind of like, you know, there's a lot there's a lot going on in the product data metabox um, that is going to be a huge challenge to to switch over to Gutenberg and make everything play together. Because even just without Gutenberg, one of my biggest uh, issues is Uh, cross-plugin compatibility. So making sure Name Your Price works with subscriptions, making sure Name Your Price works with product bundles and, you know, different product types, Uh, product add-ons, you know. As many things in the WooCommerce.com marketplaces I can make it work with, I'd like to make it work with. So getting all of that, like, ported over to Gutenberg is going to be a major, major project. Um, not just for me but you know for all the other uh, extension developers who are all like currently we we currently have this one playground in the product data meta base where we kind of know what to expect and so when that all switches it's going to be a big challenge for for me and everyone else
0: yeah i was wondering you you uh, talked about slack and i know that when i go in to the woocommerce slack channel i see you popping around Quite a bit here and there, so I, so I'm curious, and this is kind of going a little bit away from the subject, but is this Slack a labor of love? Is it? Uh, do you find it very useful for what you're doing, or do you just find yourself being sucked into the void of Slack and never being able to escape?
2: I think I use it to procrastinate um, <laughs> a
1: lot. At least you're honest. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's way easier for me to solve someone else's problem than it is for me to solve some of the problems I'm working on. Like, you know, I'm I'm working on a UX issue in Name Your Price that has been around for a while. And thankfully, not a lot of people see it, but the people who do see it, it's kind of gnarly. So, I'm like, I know I need to fix this, but I have also been working on it kind of nonstop for about a month now, and I don't feel like I'm making any progress. So it's a lot easier and, and kind of, you know, that dopamine hit to go in and solve someone else's problem. Uh, Quickly, but I also like. I mean, I like helping other people, and then I like um, some of the. You know, I have learned a lot of stuff from helping other people. So, uh, even even when I was just starting out with WordPress, some of the first things I did was try to help other people with like the thematic theme framework because that's what I was into first. And helping other people taught me so much about how that framework worked, and that's kind of what I see with how I work in the, the WooCommerce Slack like helping other people introduces me to maybe some sections of WooCommerce that I don't really play with uh, with regards to just my three uh, three plugins so
0: today's show is brought to you by Ahoy as I mentioned at the beginning of the show Ahoy will take care of both recovered revenue and increased conversions of your WooCommerce store creating and controlling the message box is easy Most importantly, it helps you with those e-commerce conversion hotspots, card abandonment, instant upsells, and targeted cross-sells. They have some really slick reporting features built in to help keep you on top of the game and of course, excellent customer service. Having written about a lot of e-commerce products around WordPress for a few years now, I can see that Ahoy brings the solutions to the store owner that helps them with the conversions that they need. In fact, I'm positive you'll immediately start seeing an ROI once you have it set up and running. Oh, and how can I forget? Ahoy offers a money-back guarantee if you don't start seeing results in 14 days. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to ahoy.com forward slash Bob WP. And use a code BOBWP to get 20% off any of their plans. So let's get back to the show.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, um, I, one of the, when I really started getting into web development, um, it's been a while now, but I was, um, a lot of how I learned it was I didn't go to, you know, college or take normal courses. And back then there weren't a lot of online stuff, but, a lot of how I learned it were I was big into site point, the site point forums back in the day. So, you know, traditional kind of forums that were really big, like 20 years ago. Um, and it went from me asking a lot of questions to me, helping a lot of people. And that really helped me really, you know, elevate my game and really get better as a developer by helping other people. And so much so when I started getting into WordPress, um, I would frequent the old IRC channels and I was in those all day long and just a lot of it was, again, asking questions, and then it turned into me answering a lot of questions. And I made a lot of um, good friends through IRC and met a lot of people within the community, even ended up um, hiring some of the people that I had met as, as my company grew. So, um, And it's, it's such a, uh, looking back, what I didn't realize when I was in SitePoint, but I started to realize as I was getting into WordPress and open source, that that is the open source mentality of like wanting to help each other. Like I didn't realize that's what I was doing back in the forums. I was just asking questions and answering questions. But like, I think anyone that's passionate about open source and WordPress, like that's just kind of, you know, it's in our brain that we want to help, right? Naturally, we want to help people we want to answer questions. Um, and at the end of the day, that's actually helping us, you yeah. know? So I think that's really cool to hear. And I think it's a good, good advice for anybody that's wanting to, kind of elevate their game or lift up like dive into these slack channels there's so many great channels with so many amazing and brilliant people that are all willing to help you know when you have questions or you're stuck like it's just a great resource i think a lot of people don't necessarily think about
0: yeah it's interesting because i i joined quite a few of them and and peruse them but um for me I find that most of them that I've joined absolutely have no idea what they're talking about 80% of the time. So I I kind of zone out quick because it is very, a lot of the ones I end up joining end up being very developer centric and, you know, Mm -hmm. my eyes glaze over. So, so there, but it, I I pull out some gems here and there as well. Another question I had uh, for you, Kathy, and uh, this is without getting into the nitty gritty details of the marketplace. But you're one of the, you know, we've had a few plugin developers, extension developers on here, and a lot of them sell them on their own site. Uh, What was your primary motive to go uh, put your stuff on uh, WooCommerce Marketplace?
2: Well, the decision to do it was five or six years ago now. Um, So I don't really know that I was thinking very clearly about Maybe the possibility of hosting it myself. I really, really liked the idea, especially then. Uh, younger Kathy really liked the idea of having someone else handle the, you know, the licensing, um, the, and back then they also handled the initial uh, first tier of support. So I really liked the idea of kind of offloading all of that. Um, and I would say that in the six years since like WooCommerce just exploded. So there was a this, this benefit of kind of like, you know, I, I got lucky in terms of who I hitched my cart to because they just kind of took off. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, now I get the name recognition, automatic name recognition when someone goes to WooCommerce.com or everyone knows WooCommerce, not necessarily everybody knows, you know, KathyIsAwesome.com or, you know, my Slack handle, Helga the Viking or whatever and I still don't have to handle the licensing and, and mm-hmm. I, I still don't have to kind of worry about my own site too much. Um, I do kind of want to put a little more effort into it, but I've been saying that for so long. It just never really happens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I'm glad to have someone else handling some of those, those as- the technical aspects of, of delivering a product to other people.
0: Yeah. I'm curious because I I've talked to a few people about this and, Because I I can see what I write about on my site and if they're on the marketplace compared to third party sites or, you know, the developer site, I see a lot more sales through the marketplace. And I still think there is, you know, people can say whatever they want to say about, you know, terms, prices. Is still that trust? I think people go there because they just have more trust, and and sure, some of the developers have built up their own sites and done well with those. But some of the newer ones and some of the ones that have, you know, I, I see them struggling. They'll come to me and like I I know the answer for them is Bizarro in its own way, but they'll ask me, you know, what should I be doing, Bob? You know, I just can't get the traffic here, and I can't do this, and you know, I could go through various things, but I the numbers are showing me that there is more trust and that people do tend to go more towards the marketplace when they're looking for stuff. And maybe that's one of their first options. I'm not sure, but I just kind of see that.
2: I think to make the, you know, the numbers comparable from a sales or revenue income uh, revenue standpoint, I would, I'd have to put a lot of effort into marketing. And as a developer, that's not what I really want to do with my (laughs) time. Um, you know, I'm in talks with some people right now to see if I can hire someone else to do a little little bit of marketing because I just really don't want to be doing that. Like, I like solving problems with code. So that's what I want to be doing. And that's why I, heck, that's why I end up in Slack solving other people's problems with code because I just like the, oh, I know how to do this or I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. Like, I like that 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 problem solving uh, mindset and I, I like a little rush of endorphins when i do get a problem actually solved. so so it's if i'm happy for someone else to be dealing with the marketing aspect of it.
0: right and i think that's probably true in a lot of instances and that's where the weakness is or the they just don't have the energy the resources to do it themselves or a lot of times it is experience you know you, you either know marketing or you don't know it and yeah. it can it, it's, it's something that isn't for a lot of people, is not a fun
1: thing to, or even a um, a desire to move towards any of that. I mean, there's a lot of great products out there that you know are amazing products, but they have no idea what they're doing in the marketing space. So most people will never find them, or maybe not trust it when they do find them, just because it looks it doesn't look legit. When the product's actually great, it's just a developer that doesn't know the marketing side of the house. You know, so. Yeah.
2: Well, I think okay. it's I think it's really hard to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're talking small. The smaller the shop, the more unlikely it is that you're going to be good at everything, or have the time to be good at everything. So, yeah. it's, it's better this way for me personally.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One uh, other. I, I know we have a couple little things I added to the notes, a couple of stories. And one of them is a little bit old news because it's, I think it's going on a month now. And speaking to the marketplace was, was really interesting. And I don't know if you two have any perspective on this, but the, Announcement of GoDaddy partnering with WooCommerce for e-commerce hosting plan. GoDaddy started a plan, and I'm not going to get into the the GoDaddy you know pros and cons what everybody has to say. But what I found was interesting with this new plan is that they are offering quite a slew of extensions. They say it's over worth worth over one thousand with this hosting, and some of them are the. You know, I see the more popular ones: memberships, subscriptions, product add-ons, and there are several others. Uh, any thoughts on that? I mean, that's to me that that part of it is like, whoa! You know, that's uh, and they said that they're going to. You know, there may the, nobody really committed that more would be added, but I'm kind of have a feeling, and they even talk about or hinted about having some of the storefront child themes being accessible or available to as long as you know people under this hosting plan the hosting plans just to give you an indication they start at uh $15.99 a month so it's not their obviously their lowest plans but that price point might be kind of sweet to some people as far as starting a their first WooCommerce store so um talk amongst yourselves
2: Well, I have to say I, I know I I saw that in passing but I don't know that I looked too closely at it um, just yet so I'm probably not going to have the most informed opinion on it um, my first thought is that it's clearly an effort to I guess broaden the the appeal or broaden the user base of, of People using these plugins, maybe exposing some new users to some of the additional functionality that the marketplace plugins bring. Um, just, you know, just kind of broadening the user base, I guess, is is what it appears to be doing at you know complete first, first glance. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like you said, the. The extensions alone, like if you use, I mean, some of these like a subscriptions is 200 bucks a year um, from WooCommerce. And if you're, I think you get to do the higher tier hosting, but it's 15, what is it? 1599 a month. So yeah. if you're just using yeah. that plugin, then you've already broke even essentially. Um, so from that perspective, yeah, if you use more than one, then you're, you're ahead of the game, you know? So I think from that perspective, it's, it's super interesting. Um, you know, I, it's, it, it it is it does make sense, right? We're seeing a lot of these WordPress, managed WordPress was the big niche we are seeing over the last 10 years. And now they're all, they all have their own managed WordPress platform. Now we're starting to see over the last couple of years, these managed WooCommerce, you know, um, even further into the niche of, of WordPress with WooCommerce. So um, I think it makes sense. I think we're going to ultimately see this across all hosts. And it's just, you know, what's going to make it, wh- how are they going to stand out from each other? You know, things like. Free extensions is a good way mm. to do that. Domains, SSL certificates, all, you know, easy onboarding, all that good stuff. Probably a great place to to check out if you're if you're just dipping your toe and want to play around with WooCommerce and have a store that's going to have kind of all the necessities um, without a big cost. Obviously, if your store starts to take off, expect to expect for that to increase um, because it will need to. But it seems like a good starting point for the price. Yeah. For the
2: user, I think it's definitely a, a good a place to, like you said, dip your toe into the water of WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. Um, on my side, I guess, you know, I'd be a little concerned about suddenly having a new influx of customers, but perhaps not getting the full uh, amount per customer. So, you know, there, there's the possibility to increase the, you know, increase your number of customers, which then increases, increases the number of people who have support tickets and and need assistance. Um, without maybe getting the full, like I said, the full, you know, 60% of my normal one, one license sale. So I'm not sure how, how you go about doing that in a, in a really sustainable way. If you start offering lots and lots of plugins for a, you know, a kind of a low monthly price, I guess there's an assumption, mm-hmm. I guess you're assuming that a customer will probably not be using all, would you say 15 plugins all at once? Mm-hmm. Um, I would hope I not. I don't know. I don't know, how, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. how that's I don't know how that's gonna play out.
1: And I don't um, know, just looking at this list, I don't I know many of these are automatic owned, WooCommerce owned. I don't know if they all are. And I would I would be curious to know because if they are all automatic owned extensions, and maybe you know, I'm not sure. But um,
2: if I looked, that looked at the list I could sense. probably recognize them, but I haven't. Yeah. Uh, and it still makes sense, but it, it still seems like even automatic will. I mean, they have way deeper pockets than I do and way uh, way more people working for them than I do. Um, but I could still see an issue there with just kind of giving giving, giving giving, away is not the right word, but I'm lacking another another phrase at the moment, but just kind of like giving away so much functionality. And, you know, like I've looked at the subscriptions code base because Name Your Price is compatible with it. and It is huge. So the amount of effort that goes into maintaining it and and supporting all the people using it is still really high. So, you know, it the the income from the uh, the people using it at GoDaddy is still going to have to kind of cover the fact that it still needs to be maintained. It needs to be supported. It needs to you know it needs constant development. So, I hope that that works out for them because you yeah, know I mean, it is a, it is a cool feature. It's a cool idea.
0: Yeah, definitely. But well, it's gonna I think have we... to
2: be sustainable. And I guess obviously, if it's not sustainable, they'll. They can always pull the plug on it
0: later. So, yeah, I think we should start a betting pool of the next host to come out with WooCommerce managed hosting on this uh, podcast. We could start a pool and put a card up on the site and have people um, betting which one will do it next. And maybe see they could even hosts. like
1: pay what they want for
2: hosting, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it
2: will 100% not be me starting a managed hosting site. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, just wanted to close out. So, uh not 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 a big story or anything, but are is everyone prepared for um Black Friday? Is it an exciting time? Is it a time that you zone out? It was interesting because I was reading somebody saying how yeah, I don't are we kind of all blanking out on Black Fridays when we see it? And a couple things I thought of initially was most of the vendors I've talked to always have huge success. With Black Fridays, I don't care if we you know, look at all the lists out there or whatever of people trying to sell stuff. And secondly, I wonder, and I've kind of tried to look at this from a point of some of my affiliates. If come November, people start thinking about I'm holding, they either hold off or they, and maybe it's even earlier than November if they don't need something right away. If, if people are holding off, until Black Friday, and they, you know, if they're waiting for that moment, they're thinking this is coming around the corner. This is the time to, you know, at least for the first year, mem- you know, subscription typically with the extension or anything. This is the time to actually snag it for a good deal, at least for the first year. So I, I just wonder, um, what, what do you guys think about Black Friday? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you do you spend tons of money, or do you just go crawl in a hole? <laughs>
2: well i i definitely don't participate in any sort of like physical store black friday because i just don't want to deal with the the crowds but now that you are seeing so many online sales i definitely find myself as a consumer you know like even right now uh there's some things maybe i might want but i don't you know i don't need them today so let me kind of hang out and wait another couple of weeks uh to see what kind of discounts are going to happen. Um, like, like we said earlier from a marketing standpoint, I'm not particularly involved, um, uh, in the marketing of my plugins, but I definitely see the huge sales increase over that weekend, you know, because WooCommerce does typically put out a pretty nice black Friday sale. Um, and so my, my income from November is usually much better than it is any other month of the year. So, from that standpoint, I really enjoy it. Um, let's see what else. There was something else I wanted to say, but now I can't think of it. So that's
1: so, all. So Brad, what do you, what do you think I mean, about I'm, this? I'm saying like, there's things I, there's a few things that I want to get, but I don't need it today. So I'm just going to wait until that weekend, Black Friday. I mean, I feel like the online sales kind of go the whole weekend into cyber Monday. So, you know, it's not like you have to be up at 6am online, like getting the deal, um, on Friday, but you know, I, uh, I'm the same way. I get some things I want and I'll wait because they'll probably be discounted. And then we'll see, uh, see what it looks like. I know it is a great time for really anything online like software. It's a good time to look at licensing for like your plugins on your website or in our situation, like our client websites. Because um, sometimes they can get really, really deep discounts for, you know, annual renewals or things like that. So, I mean, sales are always up during that weekend if you have products. Um, so it's a good time to take advantage of it, whether you're selling or, or buying.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, you can filter your email and filter Twitter, and you're good to go.
1: You know, during that weekend, just get ready. Yeah, I mean, it. if you if
2: you have kind of a little list of things you know you kind of want, you can probably do quite well. And like I said, even on the other side, uh, I just see such an increase in volume of sales that my my income improves. So mm-hmm. it's a win win.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Uh, this has been great talking about. Not so much Black Friday. Well, it kind of was fun talking about that part, but <laughs> it was great learning more about what Kathy does and in the space. And uh, What do you think, Brad? Do you have anything else you want to add to the list?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I think we can wrap it up. Um, any uh, any upcoming events you uh, you in for the year? I know most of the conference circuit and anything like that is kind of winding down at this point with the holidays upon us, but are either of you... Going to anything interesting or anything you want to plug coming up?
2: No, I I met Bob at you know Word Camp USA, and that's kind of the only uh, conference I actually go to. Um, just because I sort of force myself to go to one. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, you know, it is very overwhelming, as you said, the both of you said, it's kind A of lot. exhausting. So, um, and I think the more introverted you are, the more exhausting it is. So. I'm not, going, not planning on going on any, to any more. I, I sort of have a self-imposed deadline. Relate, actually, that was the third thing I wanted to mention. Related to Black Friday, I'm really trying to fix this uh, name your price uh, user experience issue that I wrote myself into, um, you know, like by this week because I don't want to drop it. I'd like to get it done before Black Friday, and I certainly don't want to be dropping it on Black Friday because then I'm just asking for something to go wrong. And so I've kind of given myself this... This deadline that's stressing me out, but we'll see. I can always punt it to the new year because, like I said, it's not—it's not so dire. I guess it's not like it just—it's not like it, it is broken on every site that's using it right now. Yeah.
0: So. Thankful, yeah.
2: Thankfully, because gosh, I wouldn't be doing this pl- podcast right now if that was the case. I'd be, I'd be working <laughs> ravenously to try to fix it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's probably. Uh... It would be probably nice to get that you know done and said, and you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm going into hibernation. Um, That that basically is it. I'm crawling into my cave, and I I don't know when I'll reappear. But um, but springtime. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take my computer with me in the cave, where I can at least communicate and work a little bit. But other than that, that's that's it. How about yourself, Brad?
1: Nope. I'm done for the year. So I'm, yeah. yeah. Hibernating as well. So it's, you know, this time of year with the holidays, you want to spend time with friends and family and kind of get ready for the new year. So, and it's getting cold out. So it's a good time to stay inside.
0: <laughs> all righty. Well, I think that does it. Uh, you want to wrap it up and uh, we can um, all go to our perspective um, um, corners Caves. and, and yeah perspective caves there it is and um continue with our lives throughout the year here
1: sounds good well thank you for joining us this is episode 31 of do the woo you can check out past episodes and uh bob's gonna have uh well we're gonna have some big announcements coming up soon with a bit of a a change is that right bob
0: right we have some stuff going on with this podcast and actually the entire site so that'll be coming up uh december december i think it's like 18th i believe that's the show date or that the week of so whatever thursday that is that's when we'll be um doing our thing have a special guest with us and uh yeah it'll be that that'll do the woo thing you know
1: a little bit of a teaser so check us out here in about a month uh until then Uh, I'm Brad. for Bob WP. This is Do The Woo. See you next time.
0: Well, that's a wrap for today. Again, I want to thank Ahoy for their support. From targeted upsells to on-site card abandonment, they have you covered for your WooCommerce store. Head on over to useahoy.com forward slash Bob WP and use the code Bob WP to get 20% off any of their plans. And if you enjoyed the show today, a review or a share is always appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at Do the Woo Podcast or subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening and make sure and join us again for some Do The Woo.